we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. If you've got your Bible, I want to invite you to turn with me over to Luke. All week long, this has been on my heart. And again, I, I don't know if I'll be able to go down into it because I want to read it all. I want to read, all, even in our bulletin today, the, the front of it says, Greater love has no one to this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's what we do today is we recognize those men and women who gave that ultimate sacrifice. You know, we're here today remembering them. We're here and... You know, there's a word that comes to mind, it's legacy, the, the legacy that was left behind those family members that stood up. But then there's also sacrifice. And this week, as I was thinking, this week I was looking at, at different things. We're reading the book of Galatians in June, so go ahead and begin reading the book of Galatians. It's in the bulletin. I've been reading through it and looking at what Christ has done for us. He's a far better complete sacrifice than anything the Old Testament system could have to offer. And just, just been reading through different sections of Scripture. And the Lord is so fitting for this morning. I, I spent quite a bit of time here in Luke, Luke chapter 23. You know, yes, we think about our country and the freedoms that we have in our country. I mean, we can get on these roads and we can Ride wherever. Rob is off. I think he's up in the North Dakotas going into Montana. And you know what? He hasn't had to he hasn't had to show his identification to anybody. He hasn't been pulled over and checked. He hasn't been questioned for anything. He's just traveling state after state after state in these these states that we live in, the freedoms that we have. You can walk in anywhere and buy what you want. You can drink what you want, drink the water in most places. I mean, those are freedoms. Those are freedoms that you can't just go and drink the water everywhere. We're blessed as Americans, y'all. God has been so good to us in this country. And yes, I know what's going on in the news. I know what's going on in the world. I see what's happening. They're, they're, trying, trying, to, they're trying to shift and make things just, just backwards. Just, just backwards. We know it. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. It doesn't even make sense. It's irrational. It's just wrong. We know it. You, however, continue to do the things you know is right. Continue to stand on the truth. Continue to live for the Lord. Continue to walk in obedience. But the greatest sacrifice this world ever had was not on a, on a, y'all, it was never on a battlefield. The greatest sacrifice this world ever received and were the beneficiaries of was the sacrifice that Christ made there on Calvary for us. And I want us this morning to read that. I want us to look at the account and begin, look over, begin in Luke chapter 23. Start in verse 23. I just want us to read this this morning and be reminded as we're, as we're remembering and memorializing and looking back at the lives that were sacrificed, the greatest was Christ. Because yes, to have freedom to move about a country, yes, to have freedom from a, an invading country or an army, that is one sort of freedom. 
But guys, to be free from the wrath of God, that is something you can't quantify. You can't put an amount on that. It is infinite, the value of what Christ did for us. We can't wrap our minds around it. The sacrifice He made for you, the sacrifice He bore, the, the, the shame, the sin, the wrath He bore, He took on Himself so we wouldn't have to. He took our place. Beginning in verse 23, we see here Pilate is, is arguing with the people. Pilate's not finding anything wrong with him because he was innocent. He, he didn't deserve to die. People will say, well, he must have done something wrong. He really did nothing wrong. Pilate himself said, look, I washed my hands of this. It's not mine. You are choosing this. But they were insistent with loud voices asking that he be crucified, and their voices began to prevail. And Pilate pronounced sentence that their demand be granted, and he released the man they were asking for, who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder. So think about it. Jesus, here you have two options. A guy who was innocent, had done nothing wrong, the law could not condemn him. Pilate had nothing he could say against him, but the voices were so loud. Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. And he lets go a murderer. A murderer walked. And the sinless Son of God is convicted to death. He did nothing wrong. He was innocent. You know, there's not one of us in this room that's innocent. We're all sinners. For all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him it is sin. We all mess up. We all do things that we should not. We all got, rob God of the glory that is rightfully due him. We all think it's natural. It is our selfish nature. Me, me, me. Here Christ stands in our place. Here Christ stood in the place. No greater love has any is there than to lay down your life. For others. And he laid down his life for people who were messed up. We know us. He replaced him with a murderer. And he blessed and he released the man they were asking for who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Verse 26. When they led him away, they seized the man, Simon of Cyrene, coming in from the country and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And following him was a large crowd of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop weeping for me. But weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and the hills cover us. For if they do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Notice verse 32. Two others also who were criminals, were being led away to be put to death with him. 
When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking on, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription above him, This is the king of the Jews. Remember, this was not a criminal. He was an innocent man. Had done nothing wrong. He came to this earth on a mission, and that mission, we're reading the the outcome. We're reading the purpose. We're reading the reason why Christ came was to die for the sins of us. Guys, how could somebody read this and reject Christ? How could you how could you see the sacrifice? How can people see the sacrifice and still say there's something better? You say, you've heard people say, God's not fair. Why would, a, why would a good God send people to hell? God don't send people to hell. They reject this. They see the word and they reject Christ. People that go to hell, it's not because God is punishing them. It's because they're sinners and they need a Savior. They need forgiveness of their sins and they reject the, the answer. They reject hope. They reject what God did to, for them. Not that God is, is, is a bad God. No, God is a good God. He's just not going to let sin in His heaven. And therefore He sent His Son to die for sinners, to die for you, me, and every other person on the face of the earth. And they look at this and they see Him and they reject Him. Listen, don't be that type of person. Don't be that. Do not reject Christ. I hope that you're not here this morning. I hope that you're not listening and saying, that's a good story. It's not just a story. It's the, it's the Word of God. You're reading it for yourself. Pilate had no reason to kill him. He's like, it's not you do with him. And they're screaming. Foolishness. A murderer is let walk while a sinless man is crucified. It makes no sense. It's irrational. It's wrong. None of us would have written the script that way. But that's what happened. The greatest sacrifice the world ever received was Christ coming and, and giving Himself. Listen, He didn't fight back. <laughs> they're mocking Him. They're spitting on Him. They're calling Him names. They're saying all this. At any moment, He could have fought it. He's God. At any moment, He could have called legions down. At any moment, He could have said, enough, time out, Stop. At any moment, he could have said, okay, it's over. But he fully completed his mission. Why would somebody reject Christ? 
foolishness. What does this world have to offer that's better than Christ's foolishness? Keep reading. One of the criminals, verse 39, who were hanged there, was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. What was the heart of this guy? He was a criminal. He was a sinner. But he was all about me. Get me down off this thing. Get you down, yes. But more than that, get me down. Because I want to go back to my life. That temporary life. We're all given, what, I don't know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years? Do the math on that. Many of us, most of us, are at least halfway done with this life. And, and, and what do we want to do? We want to get back and live the last few of it for me, 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 me. That's what this criminal is wanting to do. He's wanting to get down off that cross to go live the rest of his few years he has on this earth all about himself. He was not re- receiving Christ. He was rejecting Christ. But the other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we indeed are are suffering justly. For we're receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Talking this week, hit me this week, hadn't thought about it like that this week. The simplest form of believing in Christ is found here with the thief on the cross. This thief, this thief, notice, notice what does not happen. This guy doesn't go through a new members class. He doesn't go get baptized. He doesn't take a mission trip. He doesn't have to give so much money to the church. He doesn't have to be a lifelong member for any period of time. He is a criminal, a convicted criminal murderer. He's, a, he's convicted. He admits he's convicted. He admits he's wrong. And yet he believes in Christ. Notice. And he was saying to Jesus, verse 42, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. He didn't get him down off the cross to go baptize him. He didn't join a specific church. He didn't go through specific sacraments and do specific religious things. He simply put his trust in the one who was innocent. And he believed in Jesus. What is salvation? Believing in Jesus. What is is forgiveness? What is... It's admitting, look, we're sinners. We're here. We deserve this. We deserve this cross. We deserve this death. We're guilty. He's not. We're, we're rightfully receiving what our actions deserve. He's not. Two different men, two different responses, two different outcomes. 
One is screaming, uh, hurling threats and accusations. You saved yourself. You saved others. Save us now. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. I want down off this cross to go live the rest of my 20, 30, 40 years or days on this earth for my wretched self. Because I'm superior. The other one. No, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Jesus, remember me when you enter into your paradise. Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Salvation is not a bunch of, bunch of hurdles to jump through. Salvation is not a bunch of steps and processes. No, salvation is simply surrendering to Christ. This dude knew he was going to die. It wasn't about living or dying. It was about trusting Christ. It wasn't about, it wasn't about getting me off this thing. Getting me down. These nails hurt. My feet hurt. This, these, these whips on my back hurt. I am bleeding out. Me, me, me. I am suffering. I want it to stop. He never said any of that. He just said, hey. At least remember me. I'm guilty, but remember me. And what did Jesus say this day? That answers a lot of theological questions in lots of different ways. You can argue, you can say, yeah, but, but I'm just telling you what Jesus said to the thief on the cross, period. And I think what Jesus said in the Word of God trumps our opinions it trumps what we may have heard or been taught or have always believed. I think Jesus is far superior. This day you'll be with me in paradise. Not because you're good. But because I'm good. <laughs> Not because you're innocent, but because I'm innocent. Not because you've gone through any steps, you've just put your trust in me. I'm doing everything necessary. Trust me. What a sacrifice. What an example. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Two verses. So powerful. It was now about the sixth hour and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour because the sun was obscured. The veil of the temple was torn in two and Jesus crying out with a loud voice said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had happened, he began praising God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds who came together for the spectacle, when they observed what had happened, began to return, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and all the women who accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a distance seeing these things. There were so many eyewitnesses to his death. There's just as many eyewitnesses to his resurrection. 
Why would any person look at this Christ? Look at Jesus and say, I got a better way. Two men on a cross beside Jesus. One thought he had a better way. He died that day and entered into a Christless eternity. Another one said, Jesus, at least remember me. I can only visualize, we can almost visualize the three men hanging there on a cross and this one over one side leaning over saying, are you kidding me? Shut up! You deserve what you're getting. I deserve what I'm getting. He's done nothing wrong. And he looks up at him with childlike faith and says, Jesus, remember me. And he's forgiven. By faith, he's forgiven. What we don't see is the rest of that criminal story. What we don't see is him come off the cross and begin some great evangelistic movement. We don't see the rest. We just simply see a man who put his trust in Jesus. And by doing so, Jesus forgave him and promised him his presence thereafter. Why would anybody reject Christ? What's this world have to offer that Christ doesn't? What's better? Get me off this thing. Get me down. I want to go back to me. I want me having what me want to do. Me, me, me. Guys, there's nothing that me do better than Christ. We're all one of those two men. Every one of us are one of those two men. On this memorial day, as we remember the greatest sacrifice, every one of us are one of those two men right there. We're either saying, you know what, I'm guilty and I deserve what I get. I deserve death. I deserve the cross. I deserve hell. I deserve eternally separated from God because I am a sinner. But I put my trust in you, Jesus. Or either we're sitting there screaming. I just want what you got to offer. Because I just want to live the rest of my life. I just want to live for me. I don't want you, Jesus. I just want what I got. It's a very simple choice. A very simple choice. What have you chosen? Have you chose to trust Christ or have you chose to be which criminal are you? Which criminal are you? I don't deserve nothing. <laughs> nothing. I am a sinner. I am messed up. I don't deserve anything good. And y'all know me. Family knows me. Staff knows me. A bunch of you know me really good. And you're like, well, dude, you really ain't that bad of a guy. I ain't, I ain't bailed you out just yet. I ain't had to come get you in the middle of the night just yet. I, I mean, you, you seem like a pretty okay cat. 
You've been doing this a long time and you ain't been busted yet. So you either a really good faker or you're not that bad. I'm that bad. I'm that bad. Guys, God's not going to let nobody slip in. God's not just going to let people get in. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He means that. Just like he meant what he said to the thief on the cross. He means that. Don't reject Christ. Don't reject salvation. Don't reject forgiveness. Don't reject the sacrifice that has been offered to you, for you, to be brought back, to be made one of His, to worship and honor Him. Don't reject Jesus. This ain't a get-out-of-jail-free card. This ain't a, well, you're telling me I can have Jesus and life will be better. No, you're still going to be a sorry husband, wife, mama, daddy, son, or daughter. You're still going to be that. Christ has got to come in. The Holy Spirit's got to come in and start working that junk out. Bills are going to keep coming. Bosses are going to keep being the way bosses are. Life's going to continue on. It's just now the Spirit of God, when you quit trying to make it all about you and surrender and submit to the Lordship of Christ, He comes in and He begins transforming you. See, we don't get that on the thief on the cross. We don't get the rest of the story. We don't get Him. And from that day forward, He followed Christ. We don't get that. See, we don't get the, and he began, he became one of the early deacons and followers or apostles. We don't get that. What we get is a man with a simple childlike faith who trusted Jesus. Oh, but when, the, when that happens, the rest of the story is found all through Scripture. People who, who receive Christ and they are radically changed, they go from take Paul. They go from running against God to running for God. Not just a, you're telling me if I do this, I'll get heaven, but I can continue to live how I want to on this earth. That's not how it works. That's the other thief. Just get me down. Just make my life better. Just make things good for a while. I ain't going to love you. I ain't going to follow you. I just won't down. There's a lot of people just won't down until they get called again, and you know what? They come running. They just won't down. That's not salvation. That's us on Memorial Day 2023. Faced with the question of is the greatest sacrifice the world has ever known yours or not? I only have Christ as my hope. Nothing else. What do you have? We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. 
If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.